Hey there, in this episode of Hairstylist Rising, we are talking all about how your health is your wealth as a hairstylist. We all know that this can be a very physically draining job and I have a guest today who is going to help walk you through some of the things you can do to really take care of your health as a hairstylist. And the thing I love about this episode, I'm recording this intro after the fact, is that my guest, Shelby, is going to actually give you actionable advice that you can implement starting today. We're gonna talk about the power of taking care of yourself as a stylist and how you can protect your energy inside the salon. And then make sure you listen all the way through because Shelby is also going to walk you through some breathwork exercises. And this is a totally new concept and totally new exercise to me as well. And I did it during the episode and it was really, really amazing how you feel during and after. So she's actually going to walk you through a breathwork exercise today. Get super comfortable, get cozy, and get ready to learn about taking care of your health as a hairstylist. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am so excited to be joined by my guest, Shelby Betancourt, today. She is a salon owner, educator, and host of the Healthy Wealthy Stylist. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shelby. I'm really excited to talk to you. Jody, it is such a pleasure to be on here and what an honor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about our topic. I can't wait to dive into this. Me too. But before we get into our topic, would you mind just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you, your journey in the industry, and just kind of introduce yourself to my listeners? Awesome. Well, welcome. My name is Shelby Betancourt. I am, like like Jody said, I am a salon owner. I'm a hairstylist. I'm an educator in the beauty business. I coach hairstylists how to be healthier, both mentally and physically, in and out of the salon. My journey has been, I've been a hairstylist for 14 years. And through my journey, I have realized how important health is. And when I say health, I, I really do mean both physical and mental. And during this time, I was told when I was 17, I wouldn't be able to do hair for more than 10 years. I had rheumatoid arthritis in my hands and wrists. And it was a huge pivotal point in my life because I had just started being a hairstylist. And to be told that you have a deadline 10 years from now at such a young age, I was just like, oh, shoot, like what's going to happen? So ever since then, I've been on this health journey and I'm proud to say I'm 14 years in and I feel great. I no longer, (laughs) thank you. I no longer have arthritis. And that has been, a you know, 
a combination of like changing how I see food and using food to fuel myself and how I have grown with my mentality, how I've like seen things in a different way because I love this industry and I love being a part of this industry. And I just want to teach other people how to better themselves behind the chair because Jody, I'm sure that you know this, like we're told from day one that this industry is going to be hard on ourselves, on our bodies, on our mentality. And, you know, the world can seem a little heavy with like, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety, depression, like all of these things. So it's like, I've figured out tools that have helped me with the anxiety, with the depression, with the, you know, the the heaviness of seeing clients and them deloading everything on me and me being like, oh my God, I'm just a human. (laughs) So, and I think this has always been true, but it's definitely been amplified in the last few years. Yeah. And I just like, if these tools have helped me, I know that they can help other people. And that's just my mission is just to help hairstylists like be healthy. Yeah. And I love even the title of your podcast because, you know, we talk a lot about like wealth and success and what that's my, my ethos when it comes to being successful is very much that it's not just about the bottom line. It's about how fulfilled and happy you are in your business and inside your life. So I love that you're focusing on, you know, what redefining the healthy, wealthy hairstylist, I think is a really beautiful mission. And, and you're right. Health is, is mental, it's physical, and it really does have our emotional health. It, it It's all intertwined. And I know like I've been open about, I've definitely struggled with like anxiety, depression in the past, and it takes a physical toll on you as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. both within our industry as a hairstylist, this applies as an educator, and it really does impact and touch every part of your experience in our industry because this business is very personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, what is it all worth? Like Mm -hmm. if you're searching for success and you want the clients, you want the perfect salon, you want the perfect clientele, you want to have like the perfect pricing, what is it worth if you're not healthy? Right? Like if you can't, if you're not healthy enough to enjoy all of that, what is it worth? Yeah. That is so true. So you mentioned some tools that have helped you. And, you know, I mean, the fact that you were able to kind of work through this like diagnosis, I think is really, really inspiring and figure out ways to help yourself. So would you mind kind of getting into what some of those tools were on how you kind of, you know, focused on your health throughout your journey in the industry? Yes, absolutely. So one of the main things for me was my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I had I worked for a salon owner and she was vegan and you know she was very much into nutrition. She was a nutritionist. And this was back in like 2012 when like being vegan wasn't like trendy. <laughs> so she was like like she would hear me complain about my hands, especially in the winter. Like I was working at a salon in Massachusetts and it's cold up there. Like we're, we're talking like Boston. So during the winter, my hands, oh my gosh, it was like excruciating pain. And I was 20, 19, 20 years old at the time. And finally one day she said, Shelby, if you stopped eating crap, then maybe you would feel better. 
<laughs> direct, <laughs> but you know, merit. <laughs> but you know what, Jody? I needed it to be direct. I needed yeah. that like directness. And because I was like, wait, what do you mean if I stopped eating crap, I would feel better? And mm-hmm. she's like, Shelby, you should focus on eating anti inflammatory foods. Like, stop eating pizza and burgers and beer, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, fine foods are actually going to make you feel better. And I was like, wait, food can do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was such a thing for me because I was just like, I I grew up in a household that it was like, oh, your hands hurt, pop, like take this medicine. Oh, mm-hmm. this isn't good, take this medicine. And it was just like medicine was the answer. It was never food. So right. during so hearing this, I was like, wait, food can heal heal me. And that that was huge. So changing my like my mindset around like eat to feel. So I started taking, like started juicing ginger and like now ginger shots are so accessible. At the time it wasn't. I stopped eating as much red meat. I started incorporating more like vegetables into my diet, started cutting out like bread and processed foods and just like playing here and there with what feels good. Right. So behind the chair now, like now that I have like a better relationship with food, one of the things that helps me day to day is to create triggers around reminding myself to eat or drink water. We always hear about the over-caffeinated hairstylist, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like a bad joke. It's- and like, I get it. Like I love coffee. I'm I'm in Miami right now and yeah. like Cuban coffee is life. <laughs> and so I do believe that like, yeah, you want your cup of coffee, that's fine. But like, yeah. Why not like coffee isn't the only answer to give you energy. In fact, like it's it's gonna give you energy up to a certain point, then you're gonna have a crash and then yeah. you're not gonna feel good. So and it's not lunch. <laughs> right. Right. It's I am a coffee lunch. drinker too, but I definitely it's like that whole narrative of like, you know, work like 12 hours behind the chair and all you have is coffee and then, you know like one meal at the end of the day. And I definitely lived that way at the beginning of my career. And it's it's not the answer to feeling your best. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So I'm a big like snacker. Like I like to like I like to eat a big meal before I go into the salon and then I'll snack throughout the day because I like you know, I've heard other hairstylists say like, oh, take a lunch break. Well, that's not aligned for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take a lunch break. I don't want to take 30 minutes out of my day to like sit and eat. Yeah. If that's aligned for you, then that's great. But in in the way that I like to work, I just like I'd rather just snack as I go. So I create mm-hmm. triggers behind the chair where like I'm a colorist. So I mainly do highlights and blonding. So every time I mix up a new bowl, it's my trigger to take a sip of water or have a bite of that snack. Like really, you're you're mixing up a new bowl. It's not going to take you longer than an extra 30 seconds to eat a little bit. And I'm right. not saying like shove it down because that's also not good for your digestion. Right. But if you take like a few bites here and then you go foil for another like 20, 30 minutes and then you come back and you take a few more bites, you're having time for your body to digest, which right. is great because the the bad thing about us just like eating all of our calories in one meal, now our body's like, holy moly, we got to like work and we got to digest and like it's, it's exhausting, which is why you want to go to sleep yeah. after you eat something that's very heavy like that. Yeah. And I even found in that it was it – was- also causing well and this was like early 20s obviously so i find that it also kind of makes you feel sluggish in the morning so it's not necessarily the best solution 
Right. Yeah. And like that, what, what's the main thing? Like we, the, the thing was like what I noticed when I was at my, like, you know, I've gone through waves where like, it, it wasn't just like, oh, I, fi- I, I, I healed my body or my relationship with food. And then I was good. It was like, no, I healed my relationship with food. And then I got into like overwork mode where I just like, I, it took me so long to build a clientele here in Miami, not really so long, but I rebuilt my clientele like five times since I've right. been licensed. So when I was at the point where I was like, whoa, I am so booked. I am so in demand. Then I started working later. I started people pleasing. I started being like, I work so hard for this. I'm going to like take as many people as I can and like savor up the money because this is so right. good. So that relationship changed me where I was just like, okay, you know, I need to, I need to eat. I need to prioritize eating, but I also need to prioritize my energy level. So it's not fair for my last client to not have the same service by me as my first client. That is a really powerful point. Right? My client, my last client's paying the same amount as my first client is. So they deserve the same service. If yeah. not, I should discount that service. Like if you're going to get like the, the, you know, the end of the battery, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be paying the same amount as the beginning of the battery. Right. And during that time, it, like the, the thing that got me to question it was I started getting a lot of redos and then mm-hmm. that, that messed me up like mentally. Cause I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like I have all these clients, I have all this demand. Like maybe I need to like fire all these clients. I want all these redos. Like what is wrong with them? And then I was like, wait, what's the common denominator? The common denominator was all of my clients who want to redos were my last clients of the day. Interesting. So I was like, wait, it's not them. It's me. I like, and then I came home and I like felt like crap and I just like would crash and don't get me wrong. This is like peeling an onion. So like I noticed this, I like find ways to improve it. There are some days where I'm like, dang, I didn't show up as good. My, like, I I shouldn't have booked this many clients and I'm, I'm constantly like reevaluating. And I think that that's what it is. It like, for those of you who are listening, like just because you become aware of something doesn't mean you need to change everything all at once. Like totally. do one thing, see how that feels, like test it out, like have these like mental checks, these mm-hmm. like mental checks of like, okay, what's working and what's not working and yeah. do that like once a month, once a quarter. I do that all the time, especially like with having an assistant, like I have a, a manager for my salon and she's my sister. And <laughs> so I'm constantly having meetings with her. I'm like, all right, Megan, What's working? What's not working? And if she's like, "This isn't working," I'm like, "Okay, so let's let's focus on that this week. Let's focus on like how we can like pivot and change." So I'm going to tell you a lot of information in this like short time. Take it with a grain of salt and re-listen to this episode and see like a month from now. Okay, like what's what's not working in in my in my business? Am I working too late? Am I seeing too many clients? Am I drained at the end of the day? Why am I drained? Am I getting a lot of redos? Why is that? Do I feel sick? Why is that? Do I have headaches? Why is that? Like just question it and check in with yourself. Cause that is, that's going to like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me was to like kill the ego and be like, okay, what's not working. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that you don't have to like burn it all down and start over. Like, have you read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So that concept has resonated with me ever since I read it. And for anyone who's not familiar with that book, basically the concept is that you try to be 1% better every day and mm-hmm. you you stack these small atomic, so AKA like small, tiny habits. And then at the end of that month or the end of that week or the end of that year, you look back and you see massive change. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because 1% better is still 1% better. <laughs> Absolutely. it's and, and that adds up to a huge difference. I also love that you mentioned the habit triggers because that is such a huge point as well. So for instance, maybe you're swapping out like little habits. So maybe instead of, you know, like ordering, maybe it's like instead of ordering, skip the dishes, maybe like make yourself lunch and maybe that's your small tweak or maybe you are getting, you know, you're taking time to actually snack during your day and just adding these little things in incrementally will make a huge difference. I feel like starting with water is is huge because like being dehydrated causes brain fog. I know I'm a completely different person. I'm dehydrated. Yes, same. And like it, it's not like it's it's bad for like aging, like to be dehydrated. It's like that's what gives you headaches. Like it's there's so many like benefits of like hydration and drinking water. One of the things that really helped me was I would you know that like rule when you drink alcohol, it's like oh like pair like drink a cup of water after you like have a glass of alcohol. Yes. Well, I started doing that with coffee. I would drink a glass of water and then mm-hmm. have my coffee, and then I had to drink a glass of water after my coffee. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, that's brilliant. It was just like, okay, hydration, dehydration, hydration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that's and then eventually I was like, okay, I just want the water. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, coffee tastes good. And that, that's mm-hmm. the thing. And water can taste like plant. So I mean, you can put flavoring in it and all that kind of stuff, but like I just like pairing it with my reward. And yeah. that that is another thing that I got from Atomic Habits. It's like yeah. pair like you know, pair the the reward with the thing that you don't really want to do. Yes, totally. And if you can do it right away, that's even better. Like if you can do, so it's like if you're going to drink a glass of water and then have your coffee and then it's like really, really in quick succession. So it, it really establishes that habit a lot quicker. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So you healed your relationship with food. What are, what are the other tools that you used as far? And I, I love what you shared about the anti-inflammatory foods. I haven't actually mentioned this on the podcast before, but about six months ago, I got diagnosed with really advanced arthritis in the base of my spine. Mm. And the first thing after, cause my doctor basically was like, oh, there's nothing you can do. Like take 3000 milligrams of Tylenol a day if you're in pain. And I'm like, well, that's mm. ridiculous. And so one of the things I did was switching to more anti-inflammatory foods and really restructuring. Like I've always liked healthy foods, so it wasn't too much of a departure, but like being intentional about like less red meat, more fish, like more bean protein, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff made a really big difference almost instantaneously, like within a week or two. So what we what we fuel our bodies with is super important. Oh, yes, it is. It, food is medicine. Like it, it really is. And if you see it like that, and same thing with movement, like moving, doing some yoga, doing some stretches, like the, the main thing is like you, when whenever you're adding like activity, you're actually like breathing more and oxygen into your body is so healthy and like breathing out that carbon dioxide. So 
thank you, Jody, for sharing that. And like, I am so glad that you are finding ways to help heal because that is, it's, it's really tough and especially on your spine, man. So yeah, I think that just like incorporating foods and finding ways to like move your body that are like good for you. And there are going to be days where it's like, listen to your body. If, if today is a good day and you can like move around, then do it. If there, if today is a day of rest, then put a heating pad on and rest. Yes. And it's interesting actually, because like shortly after, so this is a little bit off topic, but I'm going to share it because I think it's relevant. Shortly after we went to, on a family trip, me, my son and my husband to Italy in October. Mm -hmm. And when we were there, I wasn't like, we were on vacation, obviously. So I wasn't really actively thinking like, oh, I'm going to get anti-inflammatory foods or anything like that. But we were – it's like it was still like fresh produce, like all of the things because in October it's still very warm in the Mediterranean and we were so active. I think it's just more in the day-to-day lifestyle. So yeah. one thing I noticed was I got on the plane after two weeks and I hadn't thought about my arthritis at all. And I realized that I hadn't been in pain even one single time the wow. entire time that we were there. And so – and I wasn't going to the gym or any of that, but I was even just like the movement of walking all the time and then eating fresh, unprocessed foods had completely not just like made it better, but eliminated it the entire time I was there. So that was a big eye opener for me. Oh, I'm so glad that you saw that and like in real proof. Cause yeah. sometimes like I can talk all I, all I can about like how I've helped myself, but like, it's so true. And, and it's easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. The thing mm-hmm. is about like health and fitness. It's not complicated. Right. Stop no. eating crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or drastically reduce it. Even that is really helpful, right? Even just going for a walk outside and making sure to do that every day has made a huge difference. For so long, I viewed like nutrition and exercise as just like something that you do when you're trying to lose weight. If I'm honest, that was 100% my entire motivation in my early 20s when I would exercise or, you know, eat healthier. And now in my 30s, it's about like I sleep better when I move. I yes. have less pain, like I my mood's clearer. My it's just like every part of your life. So I think when you think of it from a like a general wellness perspective and just like being healthier and longevity and, you know, more enjoyment of life. For me, as someone who doesn't naturally like love working out or love the gym or anything like that, that is something that was a big game changer for me. So I just wanted to kind of add that perspective in case anyone's listening and they're like me. (laughs) I love that. And I'm going to be very honest with you. There are times where I like will go to the gym every single day. And then there are times where I'm like, I don't want to step foot in the gym. Like I just (laughs) want to like (laughs) – I, I just don't want to go to the gym. And so like there it's okay. You can you can have different like moods, different energies. Like there are times where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do yoga. Oh, I'm gonna do kickboxing and Muay Thai. And I just believe in just like flowing with the different things that feel good for you at that time. I love and that. trying new things. Like don't just think that you're not that type of person until you try it. Yes. 
Oh my goodness. That's such a good point. Cause we so often put ourselves in these boxes. I can't remember what book I was reading, but like basically the whole point was if you say that's just how I am or like, Mm. Oh, I'm just not into that without ever trying something or giving it a shot. You're basically Mm. closing the door on yourself before you can even explore it. Yeah. Yeah. You are what you think you are. Yeah. 100% (laughs) thoughts are, are everything. So I know there's another tool that I've seen you talking about recently, which I'm very intrigued by. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So we are going to talk about breath work. Woo! Breath work has been one of the things that has changed my life. I have been working with Elizabeth Fay for about two years. And since she has been coaching me, she stepped into being a breath work facilitator. And through that, I have learned to be a facilitator myself. She has trained me how to be a facilitator, and now I guide breath work. So breath work is any practice that focuses on intentional and conscious breathing. It can be self-led. It could be guided by a a mentor or facilitator as a way to heal, release, or embody. So in the, like in the guiding one. So when we're talking of like, you're going to a breath work, someone else is guiding you. That is more for like healing trauma. It can be, you know, it's, it's a longer, it's usually like it could be anywhere from like 20 minutes to like three hours. That's not what I'm going to talk about today because that is like, I don't think that that's the way that you should get into breath work. What I do want to talk about is like self-led breath work because that that is something that I use in the salon. I use out of the salon. I did it before this pod and like I'm doing it during the pauses just to keep my, you know, my nervous system a little more regulated. So th- one of the main things that, you need to understand is that like your breath is accessible 24 seven, like oxygen is there for you to breathe in. And that's, what's beautiful about this. And the benefits of breath work or like taking deep breaths, you can like calm your mind, your mind and your body. So if you're feeling like shaky, you can just take a couple of deep breaths. You think of like children and when they're getting upset, it's like, okay, calm down, like just breathe, like, you know, breathe, breathe. And, you know, we're told that, But it's like, as an adult, we forget that, right? I mean, I do. Absolutely. So breathwork can boost your immune system. And actually when it comes down to losing weight and like when we're talking about like, you know, going to the gym or like running or doing exercise, you – the like breathing, you, you don't lose weight from like peeing, right? Like you you lose the weight through your exhale. So – Oh, interesting. That's why – like in yoga, you focus so much on breathing. That's why when you're lifting weights, you focus on breathing. I do boxing and Muay Thai. You focus on the breath. So the breath is what's going to like give you that energy and like help your body work better. And like there have been TED Talks about how like your exhale is actually like the way that you lose weight. So it's just like, you know, breathe more in. (laughs) Interesting. I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, I'm like thinking of like, even when I had my son, like (laughs) breathing, reminding you to breathe. That's a huge part of it. So I find that so fascinating because just by like breathing in a certain way, you're, Mm -hmm. so there's a nerve that goes like all the way down your body. It's called your vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it starts in your like 
in your throat. I want, well, okay, I know it goes down your throat. So when you're having a baby, you're breathing like, whoo, whoo, yeah. you're like activating that vagus nerve. And right. what it's doing is it's telling your body, okay, we're experiencing pain, armor up. So it will right. help you with pain tolerance. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is not like, I, I think sometimes we think of, you know, and I love some woo, so don't get me wrong, but I think sometimes <laughs> we hear like breath work and yoga and stuff and we think it's like very woo-woo and like very, you know what I mean? But this is very much like scientifically proven yes. that yes. your breath has a huge impact on like the fight or flight response and all of these things. So yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about this. <laughs> awesome. And the thing that I want to talk about with it being woo is breath in other languages translates to spirit. So Ooh. Whether you believe in God, angels, you know, yeah. universe, whatever it is, yeah. your breath connects you to spirit. So, that. like, it it doesn't have to be a religious thing. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever you believe in, and that's what I love about like facilitating breath work because I can be in a room full of people who are who believe in different religions, different, right. you know conceptions, like they like, not conception, uh, different ideas. And it doesn't have to align with what I believe in, but we can right. all connect to our spirit, to whatever we believe is the higher being. Even if you don't believe in a spirit, you're, you're connecting to something that's more than just you. But that you just, you triggered that with me when I was just like, yes, it doesn't have to be woo. So it is scientific and it is something that like they have done so many studies on and how like even you know, doing breath work, you can heal trauma. Like your body, your body will hold, like every time that you hold in something. So if you're like, okay, you know, not here, like I'm not going to cry here. I'm not going to be mad here. Taking a few deep breaths can allow you to like release it. And when I facilitate breath work, I'm giving someone else that space to release whatever they need to release. And it's not conscious. It's right. subconscious. So I have a question. Is there a difference yeah. between like guided breath work and just like taking deep breaths on your own? Like what is, what is the, I guess, can you kind of explain that to me a little bit? Yeah. So taking deep breaths on your own, like you can, you can go somewhere with your own guiding breaths, but you, but when, from what I understand and like I am newer at this. So I am not, you know, I'm not a shaman. I, you know, I'm not someone who has been doing this for 20 years. But right. what I understand when you're being guided, the guide is there just to hold the space. And if you need, like, I, the way I explain it is I am, so when you think of an emotional support animal, like mm -hmm. you, okay, you're upset and like maybe you have a dog. I have yeah. two dogs. So when I'm upset and I lay down and I cuddle with my dogs, they are my emotional support. And the reason why they can calm you is because their nervous system is regulated. They right. are like, they're good. So when my nervous system isn't regulated, meaning I'm upset, I'm like, you know, I'm triggered, I'm, you know, anxious, right. just by being body to body with them or hugging them or cuddling with them, it can help soothe me. Yeah. Are they healing me? No, I'm healing me, but they're helping right. me regulate. So when I'm leading a breath work, a one-on-one -on -one or a guided session or a Zoom session, I am that nervous system, I'm that regulated nervous system 
when you like that's going to bring you back, like bring you back to safety. I love that. As you were speaking to, I was kind of thinking of like yoga, for instance, like when I do yoga at home, like, yeah, I stretch and like, you know, you get that like benefit there. But when you go to a class, it's kind of like almost a deeper experience. Yes. And that kind of like is what I'm getting from this is like, it's, it's like intentional and like having someone to guide you and ground you is going to just like give you that like deeper connection almost. Yes. And you know, there are many different ways of doing like of facilitating breath work. Like I have been going in the past like six months, I've been going to every live breath work that's in my Miami area. And Mm -hmm. every time it's a different, like every facilitator does it differently. Now, the way that I was taught with Elizabeth, which I love, and this is like what I've adapted into my practice is I blend in a guided meditation with breath work. So I'm taking you on a journey. We're like, we're going through rounds where we are clearing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, clearing out what's not, you know, serving us anymore. So if that's doubt or that's, you know, like if that's mainly doubt, it's like, oh, I doubt or like you're like self-conscious or you're clearing out a a need for something like a, a codependency. And then I like in between, I have you visualize like what you want to visualize, like what are you calling in? And then after those clearing rounds, I bring you into a calling in round. So the breath is different. It's a little more calm and we're calling in love, acceptance, peace, like money, whatever we're calling in. And then I like have you sit in that. So I've had breath works where it's just like, okay, like we're just going to go into rounds of breath. I've had breath works where they don't talk at all. And you're just like with yourself. So in a guided practice, it's it's going to look different. And even if you have the same facilitator, every experience is different. Right. Oh, I um, love this. It's, it's so – it's life-changing. Like it, it really has changed my life. Like I, I see it as like I'm holding space for you to release what you can't release in your day-to-day. So mm-hmm. in breath work, in like a guided meditation, you can experience, you know, laughter, you can experience crying, you can experience screaming. And it's not really coming from like your thoughts. Like you're not like thinking about something. It's just like you'll be breathing in a certain way that you're like, ooh, something's coming up. Like it, it feels like I'm going to cry. And then the more you surrender to it, the, the better it is because then you like can cry and it doesn't have to have a story around it. And like, that's, it's, it's magical. Like wow. it's, it's so cool. So really like moving that energy through your body. And like, it sounds like, it sounds like it would be really great too, for people who struggle to focus with meditation because like yes. having something else to focus on. It's easier. Can, yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. love the way that meditation makes me feel, I definitely still struggle with like that complete stillness. And so guided meditations are what I tend to go to. And it's Mm -hmm. almost like the next level of that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I meditate every day, but I do a guided meditation. I don't like just sit there and just notice my thoughts and notice them going by. It's difficult for me. I do enjoy having someone guide me. And even then, like it can be difficult because I'm like, oh, the salon, oh, this, oh, that. And then I'm like, oh, no, just let it, let it pass. But with breath work, you're focusing on like staying either in the rhythm or listening to the guide or in a self-led practice. Most of the time you're counting. So I, I always like, 
I say that I'm a little OCD, like especially like behind the chair, like I count like my stitches, like in my foils. I'm like one, two, three, four, five. And like, (laughs) it's just one of those things (laughs) that I I do. So with breath work, like I'm going to talk about like a couple of different techniques that you can do that I do like in the salon and out of the salon, but it, it is focusing on counting. And it, when you're focused on counting, you can't focus on anything else. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Well, and I'm thinking back, you know, even before we were, you know, really conscious in the mainstream about meditation, like what did people tell you to do when you couldn't fall asleep? Count sheep. Like it's essentially just another kind of meditation without calling it that, you know? So, oh, I'm so excited to learn about these different techniques. Awesome. So you want to get into it? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> Pause it now and do it later. I mean, you can do it, but like I like closing my eyes during it. And this is like the main thing because I just want to get into my body. So mm-hmm. before we start, it's important that like you notice where your inhales and exhales are going. So just close your eyes. And I just want you to take a moment and pay attention to how you're breathing. Pay attention to how your inhale is. Are you breathing in through your nose, through your mouth? Where are your exhales coming out? Your nose, your mouth. Is there a pause in between your inhale and your exhale? All right, now come back. So when we're doing breath work, you can, I want you during these next exercises to focus on breathing in. We're gonna breathe in through our nose and we're gonna breathe down to our bellies. So it's a big inhale. I want you to take your hands and touch your ribs. So like almost like elbows out. I wish that you could see me, but your elbows are going to be out and you're just going to like cup your ribs. And I want you to take a deep inhale into your belly. So, and then exhale out through your mouth. Again, breathe in through your nose, all the way down to the belly and out through your mouth. One more because it feels good. Breathe in through your nose, expand your ribs, hold and out through your mouth. Did you feel that? Did you feel your your ribs ex, like expand and contract? I totally did. I'm doing this as you're guiding it. And yeah, yes. yeah. It's so good. I, I want you to do this while I'm talking through it. And so when we're breathing in, like you can hold on to your belly. You can like hold on to your chest. You can hold on to your ribs. I like I like to hold on to the ribs just to like notice them like expand and contract. But when I'm doing the next breath work, I want you to put one hand on your belly and one hand on your chest and then just send the breath through the chest and down to the belly. So we're going to do box breathing. And box breathing is something that they teach the Navy SEALs. So we're talking like some badass guys and women they are doing this breath work before they go into combat, before they like do their mission or whatever it is. So this is not just like some hocus pocus thing, this woo woo thing. Like this is something that like is very effective. This can help you bring in some energy. So I like doing this before I go into the salon. This is going to like hype me up a little bit. This is going to help me focus. If I feel like I like need like a little refresher, like I'll go into the bathroom and I'll just do a couple of rounds of this. So 
The reason why it's called box breathing is because you're going to inhale for three to five seconds, whatever feels good for you. We're going to pick four because four is just like an easy number. We're going to inhale for four seconds. We're going to hold for four seconds. We're going to exhale for four seconds and then hold for four seconds. And we're going to do, let's do three rounds of that. So you're going to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. The reason why I want you to breathe in through your nose is like it's a little more filtered. So you're like when you breathe in through your – when you're a mouth breather, it's like sometimes you're getting too much oxygen in where your nose acts a little more like a filter, which is why we have little nose hairs. And that's just me being like a little more technical. It's not that important. So let's start. So you're going to put your hand over your chest and your belly, and you're going to breathe in for – Four, three, two, one, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Again, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, Hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Yeah. (laughs) That is wild. It's so good. That's like my favorite technique. Like it's so simple. And you can do it with, you know, you can do it with three seconds. You can do it with 10 seconds. 10 seconds is like, you know, it. it's – you will sweat – with 10 seconds, like doing right. like 10 second holds and all of that. Like it's, it's crazy. It, it is important that your spine is straight. I didn't mention that, but like right. by just like putting your hand over your belly and your chest, you tend to like straighten out your spine. Yeah. So that's something that you can do if you're like, you know, you're feeling a little overwhelmed in the salon. Like I said, excuse yourself, go into the bathroom, do a couple of like box breathing. I have my clients do it. If I feel like they come in and especially like, you know, there's traffic, it's, you know, if it was the holidays, they're just like feeling a little overwhelmed. They need to like disconnect before they even sit in my chair. I'm like, okay, let's take a couple of deep breaths. Like let's do like, you know, three seconds. So we're going to breathe in for three seconds, hold for three seconds, breathe out for three seconds and then hold. And I'll have them do like one or two, maybe three rounds. And then I'll sit them in my chair and I'm like, all right, we're here. Ooh, that's such a cool experience add too to your to your service behind the chair. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really really like awesome. And like yeah. you just see the shift and like I'm doing it for them and for me because right. I don't want someone who's like anxious and all the things like sitting in my chair. We we release our energy through our head and your head right. is so close to my heart. So like you're literally releasing energy right to me. And it's like, oh man, like no wonder it feels heavy. So if I can help my client alter their energy, then their energy is not going to affect me as much. Ooh, that is such a, that's such a brilliant way of thinking of it because like we talked about earlier, like you definitely do can take on. So that's like a tool to safeguard you and benefit your client. I love that. That's amazing. It's so good. Okay. So Now let's talk about something that's going to be a little more of a calming breath. So Mm -hmm. something that like, okay, you just had like a really hard like conversation or like you just can't calm down. You're like, oh my God, like I'm so fired up and I don't want to be, or I just want to like go to sleep and like relax a little bit. We're going to do a four, seven, eight breath. So 
the main thing that you need to know when it comes down to like, what's the difference between an energizing and a calming breath is the exhale. The exhale is longer in a calming breath than oh, okay. the inhale. We're going to do the same count. So instead of you're, you're just going to have a whole, so you're going to breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven seconds, and then breathe out for eight. Okay. And okay. again, don't do this when you're driving, <laughs> make sure that you're in a safe <laughs> spot to do it. Okay. All right. So spine straight, hand over chest and belly, and we're going to breathe in for four, three, two, one, hold two, three, five, six, seven, out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, five, six, seven, out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, in all the way, two, three, four, hold two, four, five, six, seven, out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Good. Come back. That is so interesting, actually, how it it feels different when you do it equal, like inhale, exhale versus the longer exhale. I yeah. am mind blown right now, Shelby. <laughs> it's so cool, right? It is so cool. I actually teach about how important like meditation and visualization, all those things are inside of my program as like the baseline module. Cause I think your mindset affects everything. Mm -hmm. And I never really had considered or thought of breath work, but I feel like it is so meditative. That's like what mm -hmm. I was thinking when I was, you know, when you were talking, like it almost felt like I was being guided through a meditation and yeah. A lot of the ones I've listened to, it's like take, you know, a couple deep breaths and stuff like that. But I never really thought of the breath in itself being so powerful. So thank yeah. you for introducing me to this. I'm really excited. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And I would love to guide you on a longer, longer breath work one day. Like I'm just yes. manifesting that it will happen. So how do people – how do people work with you then? Like, how is this, like, how is this, you know, cause I'm very curious. I'm sure there are some of my listeners are very curious about how they can explore this further and maybe work with you as a facilitator. So what does that look like? So what I have in, on, on my Instagram, I have in my link in bio, I have an application. So if you're looking to work with me with breath work, you would just fill out the application just so I can gather a little more information. If you're looking for a private and you want to do it virtually, we can always do a private one-on-one -on -one session. I'm doing group sessions in a few of my friends' programs. So in like Lindsay Means and Kelly's, like Kelly Cohen. I going to ask you. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm coming in and I'm doing like I I have a pre-recorded one or I can come in and I can do a live session. And I also, if you're local to the Miami area or you come to Miami, I will be hosting workshops for both hairstylists and for the general public to do breath work with me. I love that. And I think it's so, you know, this is something I think as stylists we're becoming so much more aware of as like because we give so much. And that's like, for me, behind the chair, and even now as an educator, that's the part I love. I love pouring into my clients. I love pouring into my students. But I love that we as an industry are getting more aware of doing it in a way that doesn't deplete us. Yes. And so 
you know, these different modalities and these different concepts that people like yourself are introducing to our industry, I think are very, very powerful and very, very needed. Mm, yes, they are. And like even I I have like classes like leadership. I'm launching some leadership classes like salon leadership, whether you are a salon owner or a booth renter or, you know, you own a salon suite or you're thinking about becoming a, a more of a leader in our industry. Even though we do go over like leadership tactics, we're going yeah. over breath work too. Because like you were saying in your like in the way that you teach and the way that you coach your mentality is part of it. Like yep. you, you don't realize that you like, especially like getting into leadership, you're, you're a leader. When I say like you're a leader, you can be a commission stylist and you're a leader. Like yep. you can be like a mom and you're a leader. You, you can be anything and you are a leader. So your, your mentality as a leader shifts. And when things come up, which they will in life and in business and in entrepreneurship, especially, those things are going to be like triggers to you and they're going to be reflections of things that you have to heal and things that you're going to like go through and yes. having a strong mentality and knowing how to calm yourself down, knowing how to feel these feelings, knowing how to express and be more human by expressing, by being sad, by being, you know, upset, leaves mm -hmm. that room for that happiness. Like it clears out the space so you can bring in the happiness, you can bring in the abundance, you can bring in the peace and the love, all that kind of stuff. So it's so freaking important. All of these tools, they're not just like woo tools. They're not just like mumbo jumbo that we're selling. Like, no, it's so essential. It's part of it. Yes. It's part of entrepreneurship. Oh, I could not agree more. That is like, if you take nothing else away from this episode and Shelby, you have shared so many amazing <laughs> tips and so much, like, I think this is one that I'm going to listen back to. And I know that, you know, this is, is something you may want to listen to different parts of and kind of come back to some of the information. But if you took nothing else away from it, other than that, I think it would have been worth the listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, Shelby. And thank you for pouring into my listeners and for guiding us through the breath work. It, this has been really, really incredible. And I really appreciate you being here. Where can my listeners go to find out more about you? Can you tell us like where to find you online? Like give me all the things. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for the space. And thank you for those of you who are listening. This has been an honor. I mainly hang out on Instagram. Like I mentioned earlier, my link in bio has every way to work with me. So if you're looking to like work more with breathwork, you want to come to one of my workshops. I do plan on traveling in 2023 and 2024 doing workshops and breathwork. So if you want me to come in and host a class for your salon, your team, let's talk about it. So find me in the link in bio. There applications or you can just DM me. I love talking to other hairstylists. Amazing. I will put the links that you mentioned in the show notes so you can easily find them if you're listening. Thank you again. And yeah, this has been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at hairstylistrising or 
at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.